0: gave this talk about lightning being broken two a year and a half ago but then like mostly people just they treat it in a very weird way they treat it like a very academic way they say aha it's broken and they they almost say good because now we can give more talks about it you know but they don't like no one really would like say you know it would be like if you were on a ship in the middle of the ocean and someone said this ship is sinking and people are like aha well and then next we'll schedule the next conference you know and it's kind of like it's not really what you would do if you really thought it was broken but it's just but it is what you would do if you, if you wanted to like the whole thing's just about impressing other academics that's what it's become and it's not it's not practical and that's that issue we were talking about previously about monero like being like caring about the user actually getting something out of it and the darknet markets is the key partly the key to that insight is that you know that. People actually, to, people actually use it to accomplish a, a purpose. And, um, and that, that would be like the CEO who does not care about the stock price. They care about the actual, the actual product.
1: Monero Talk is sponsored by Cake Wallet, a trustless, open-source wallet that gives you the keys to your crypto. Invoice, donate, and trade your Monero with peace of mind, piece of cake. And by StealthyX. X. An instant exchange where privacy is a top concern. Go to StealthyX.io to instantly exchange between Monero and 450 plus assets without having to create an account or register and with no limits. Making StealthyX a simple way to purchase Monero with crypto anonymously. Monero Talk is also made possible from contributions by viewers and listeners like you. And supporting us is easier than ever by typing in monerotalk.crypto in your monero.com or cake wallet send address field to send us a tip this week on monero talk douglas Tuman interviews paul stork an og bitcoiner and dev and the inventor of bitcoin drive chains the two discuss topics including bitcoin stagnation the potential of monero to be the world's digital cash protocol issues with lightning network adoption drive chains as a scaling solution why Bitcoin has not adopted them, and the possibility of Monero to do so. They also discuss Monero's superior privacy technology and utility for payments, and the need for cryptocurrencies to provide actual utility beyond being a means of speculation. Monero Talk starts now.
2: All right, Paul, what's going on? How's it going? Thanks for having me on. So Happy I know, year. I know. In the background, you're ordering food right now with Monero, which is which is amazing.
0: I just, I'm just kidding. I wish I, I would if I if I could. That would be great. Right. Uber Uber eats Monero. I would just crypto adoption
2: in general. All right, do you, like, do you feel like you're uh you're able to use it for
0: things? Maybe. Well, as you may know, I'm I've been a little critical sometimes in private among my friends and sometimes publicly on Twitter in front of the whole world, saying that, uh, you know, we, uh, we don't do enough. We don't focus enough on the user. We are like, a, we are like a, a CEO that only talks about the stock price every day. But they don't actually go in to the office to like say like, why, why aren't people buying? Why don't people like the product? What, what, what are we spending too much money on? They don't like do, we don't, we don't do things enough and in that way Monero is um, is superior than, you know, even ninety percent of the legit of which, you know, ninety nine percent of all cryptocurrencies are complete and total garbage. But even among the, the upper echelon of of real ones, Monero is in a top percentile. So that it deserves our respect on that basis.
2: That means a lot coming from you. And yeah, I totally agree. Right. It is bizarre, right? That's like rule number one. If you're, if you're running a company, especially a tech company, yeah. it's understanding your customer and their needs and what they're actually using it for, and then designing towards that end goal. Right. And I, yeah. and, and I think what what you've been expressing of late is, uh, and sounding the alarms
0: on in Bitcoin land is that they, they're just not doing that. Right. Right. Um, and the weird thing is it is intentional choice. It, it's not even that anything is going wrong except the most important thing which is the culture. But um, it's like we could decide that we can I think we'd have to... Uh, it's very troubling because I think what really is the bottleneck is that people would have to admit to ourselves that we care about competing. And instead Bitcoin tries to maintain this sort of like war we number one. We've, right. We we our our victory is preordained, manifest destiny, et cetera. And so we, since it's a given that we will win and that the and that it'll be $15 million a coin and hyper-Bitcoinization, then to, to bring it from that abstract world down to the details is like, you really have to own up to some, you really have to like own up to like being a serious, whatever, you know, seriously delusional frame of mind. So it's kind of like the, business owner is losing money or some severe drug addict or something where it's a lot, it's a kind of, um, it's kind of a big pill to swallow, I guess, which is a big problem because of course, um, if you have a big problem and you, the only thing worse than having a big problem is having a big problem and being in denial about it.
2: It's like the ultimate form of hubris, right? Yeah. Uh, Obviously all, all these things you're saying, um, they mean a lot, because it's it's coming from you i i think we failed to get your background i mean you're not just like some guy who got into crypto yesterday you've been around from the early days uh contributing, true contributing to bitcoin you have a very high level understanding can you give us uh give the audience some insight into who exactly you are and why they should even be listening to your to your opinion and your takes well uh you
0: know that's not the I mean that in the best way. You're like I've been, I had been around for a very long time, and I had been actively involved. So, for example, there were these scaling Bitcoin conferences that were very big. That was like the that was the beginning of the scaling war in 2015, and everyone was going to meet and kind of talk. And um, so I was there for all of those, one, two, and three. And I was on the program committee for the fourth, but then they started to suck. So then I I got I got off that sinking ship. At the perfect moment. Um, so I think that's a short way. I have presented like um, you know, building on Bitcoin, breaking Bitcoin. I, I go around the around the world to go to like people's like Bitcoin Wednesday event. Uh so I've been to quite a few, I've been invited to quite a few extremely technical. I'm all, I'm always invited to Tabconf. In fact, I keynoted twice. Um uh so tab TabConf is a big technical Bitcoin conference, if you didn't know. And are you are you a dev as well? Have you contributed to Bitcoin? Have you contributed? Well, I have not. Nothing that I have invented or coded has been merged yet. Although it's hovering around, uh, it's hovering in, in near near Earth orbit. It's ironic. One thing I invented this thing called deniability. It's not it's not especially amazing or interesting. It's a very old idea, but I. We, I, me and a collaborator produced this, it's basically just a GUI that just schedules sending money to yourself at random times. And this is so that you can go out, uh, you go out to the mall and your face is on a security camera and you are shaking hands with a friend. And then meanwhile, your money is moving around. Like you've pre-signed the transactions, but they go out at random times. So then it looks like someone else has it. It's just called deniability because you say, I don't own any Bitcoin anymore. And then it looks like since you send it to yourself, it looks exactly like you have sent it to someone else. It looks like other people have it. And it's very simple. And you can see this is a very um there's there's no controversy about this. You you could easily have something else. You could write a program to do this, you know, that doesn't have to be in, but it's just better if it's in the the graphical user interface of, of Bitcoin Core full node. There's a pull request for that, and uh it's you know it's exactly the kind of thing that they would not merge though they don't they don't want to merge anything useful or practical and they don't they especially don't want to take responsibility for like the user experience they want to drop like the gui completely they have wanted to do that for a long time and just make it like an industrial piece of high performance so software i have other people write the wall which is fine but uh this is the you know the kind of thing that they don't they're not interested in and i have these two bips of course the greatest this is the greatest piece of bitcoin technology ever ever created but it's 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 so good that it's just too much to 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 to, to chew on it, it BIPs 300 and 30301 which uh allow you to basically send bitcoins to and from other pieces of software including something that could be an exact cl- clone of monero which drive drive chains
2: now you you yeah. developed drive chains you developed that bip
0: that yes year. i invented this i wrote the bip uh, we have, we now have a, I formed an organization called Layer Two Labs, the founder and CEO of Layer Two Labs. You can go to Layer2Labs.com and you can see little pictures and infographics and we have like a video on what BIF 300 does. And you can download our test software. Uh, yeah, it's usually, I put it out on releases.drivechain.info first and then we put it on Layer Two Labs later. We have a new version coming out soon. So
2: now, 100%. I've seen you I've seen you more recently than, than ever, but I know drive change has been around for a long time.
0: November, 2015. Wow. Man. It had very bad timing because the, uh, it was, it was around the same time as Segwit. It's slightly older than Segwit even, but Segwit was like the thing and that the community decided to go for in scaling two, which was December, 2015. And, it, uh, you know, I, I was even, I was all for doing SegWit. It seemed like most other people were. It was this kind of compromised block size increase. So it placated the large blockers in addition to supercharging Lightning and making Lightning basically possible in the modern form. And, uh, but yeah, I think history would have been, would have gone much, much, much better for Bitcoin if instead we had gone for B- BIP 300, a uh, drive chain type idea. Because what ended up happening in Bitcoin was a total disaster. I think as a result of, with Segwit, where it was, you do yeah. it wasn't, it didn't give the large blockers what they want. It wasn't ready. And someone threw out this date, they said April 1st, I don't know where this came from, but people thought, okay, we'll have Segwit. This was December, 2015. So this was like the new year is going to start. It's like December 5th or something. And people thought, yeah, we'll have Segwit ready by April 1st, but then April 1st came and went and it wasn't ready which is totally understandable if you understand software, but it just, the whole environment was so contentious already. And then it wasn't, it it ended up not being ready until the hackathon after Scaling 3, which was October, like mid-October 2016. So it ended up being this long period of time. and it was this miserable slog and it was just, no one was getting what they wanted and it led to the scaling war and the BCH split. Uh, and and the, the unfortunate thing about that, many people, the prevailing view is that, you know, small blockers, we defeated the large blockers. And now, because we were victorious, like the price went up and everything was great. Right. The, but that prevailing view is misses the most important thing, which is that in order to win, we be, all became like politicians and we came at this us versus them tribal mentality. And that, is, that I think, kills the the goose that lays the golden egg, which is in fact dead in Bitcoin, which is the sort of like the, the, the scaling war, the victory in 2017 caused a, a worse problem than it, you know, it solved because the, the problem that it caused was that it created this attitude that Bitcoin is a finished project and it's already won and that resisting change is the way to go. And so, so that's what it did that's was. When I left, that's when I left Bitcoin.
2: And for those reasons, because I was yeah. just like, i mean that that was my interpretation at the time,
0: yeah but i mean Samson Mao didn't win you over with his uh <laughs> it,
2: it it came across as as yes yeah, as as troubling to me um uh, but what so why are you i f- more i feel like you're more vocal than ever right
0: now on on, on this is it well I, I, a lot that's a good point uh, i mean a lot of it I felt for a really long time, so like i felt it in twenty seventeen and i had said it also i said well uh is this the beginning of the end? Because we won, but in order to win, like all the people, the people who were against Segway didn't know anything about it, but the people who were for it, they didn't really know anything about it either. They just knew the wrong people didn't want it, so we'll support it. So it had become political. And I can define that very, in this context, as when you have, well, basically two groups and you know what the other group doesn't want. And so you just, I don't you have this kind of spite based social computation or something. They say most, you know, most of the people I know who are Republican, I think they don't really even care about, for example, an issue like a global warming, but they know that it's a left it's coded as a left issue. So they're going to, they're going to buy a, a Ford F-150 and they're going to leave it on. They're going to leave it <laughs> under my Hummer. They're going to leave it idly, you know, to own the live so. whatever, and vice versa. It I'm just saying this is an, a part of it, and and people have there's a there's a logic to it. They have a, a thought that is like, I know those people are wrong. So, but I'm just talking about how this is very far from what someone would really do, which is that you know NASA has these satellites that record the surface temperature every day, and you, anyone can look at sort of information up about this. So, but you don't have to have this. the the The, the people who 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 shield global warming. They also don't care about global warming either because they don't care about like nuclear. They don't care. What they want is to like, you know, get more political influence, vision of the anointed like Thomas Sowell type thing. So I'm just saying this is a type of thing where people don't really care about the thing. They care about this, this, uh, this other stuff, the social baggage. And you could see that in 2017 and more vocal about it now, I think, because honestly, I've really starting to get worried. Like a lightning again, I kind of always had problems with it, but it it's becoming clearer and clearer that everyone knows that it, it won't work, but people are still afraid to say anything about it. So it's I think you can see that the culture has accumulated so much uh, baggage. Like there's so many things that people know are wrong, but that they won't say, and so that that kind of makes me annoyed. And that. It makes me more willing to say those things because I know that by now, you know, as, as months and months go by, more and more people now are aware of those things. So, so for example, not to go on and on and on and on. Oh. Is too much? Go on and on and Absolutely not. there's a tab conf. There was a, a, a you know uh, Matt Corallo, a leading leading person, co-founder of Blockstream, big Lightning person. He gave this talk about Lightning being broken two, like a year and a half ago, but then like mostly people just, they treat it in a very weird way. They treat it like in a very academic way. They say, aha, it's broken. And they, they almost say good, because now we can give more talks about it, you know? But they don't like, no one really would like say, you know, it would be like if you were on a ship in the middle of the ocean and someone said, this ship is sinking. And people are like, aha, well, and then we'll next, we'll schedule the next conference you know, and it's kind of like, it's not really what you would do if you really thought it was broken, but it's just, but it is what you would do if you, if you wanted to like, the whole thing is just about impressing other academics. That's what it's become. And it's not, it's not practical. And that's that issue we were talking about previously about Monero, like being like caring about the user, actually getting something out of it. And the darknet markets is the key, partly the key to that insight is that, you know, that People actually have to, people actually use it to accomplish a, a purpose, and um, and that that would be like the CEO who does not care about the stock price; they care about the actual the actual product.
2: I love that you're I love that you're saying that. I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, so, but where do you see this going for for Bitcoin? I mean, is it futile at this point? Uh, Mm. Well, you like, know, I have discussed it's like it's in this loop of, you know, that it, can't, that it can't get out of because of the fact that number go up is the bigger concern and everybody's got their laser eyes on. And as long as the price yeah. is going up, everything is fine.
0: Well, it's funny you mentioned that because, OK, so we're trapped in this loop, but we we will get out of the loop at some point. The question is just is it like a total death spiral crash landing? Right. Or is it something else? But uh, for example, one of the things that people told me all throughout last year was they said the institutions are coming, the ETF is coming. People told me all of that. They said like um, a pension fund is going to be buying BTC. And so they said it's, they, 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 sh- they sing this song about, you know, it, Bitcoin will be number one and it, it's too far ahead. They say it's all going to be Bitcoin and Ethereum. Often they would also say that. And, uh, so the, but we had the ETF and the price uh, crashed on the news. So, uh, it's like when everyone thinks something will be good, it was often bad. You know, everyone thinks something will be good for the price. That's usually a sign that will be bad for the price. Still no, but, um, I think. The we will get out of it in some way. So either the price will crash and that will stimulate a, a frustrated search for creative change, mm-hmm. or uh, some people think that the fees will go up. Uh, the, my friend Alex Kravitz, he thinks that eventually the L1 fees will be so high that it will be so annoying for regular users. They will demand a useful L2. Um okay. Other people say it will just go, it'll be mostly custodial, and that that won't, that either will eventually, cont- there won't be a problem. Some people say that, or they say eventually it will then go the same way as gold, where since people aren't actually using it at all, they will. Uh... So, yeah, but I think that what is the optimistic thing briefly is to just say that it's all open source software, and it is hard to launch a new crypto coin. But it's it's a lot easier to do that than like start a new nation or start a new other currency, you know, like a whatever start like whatever Liberty Reserve or something. So as the public just understands crypto better, uh, as people get better at software development in general, eventually there will be competitive pressure in the form of something something new something new will be launched that just doesn't suck and then and that actually does care about the user. And that will be, uh, now maybe, I know, maybe you're going to tell me that that's Monero or something, I don't know. But I I think that it will involve, I think this sidechain idea is, that is a very important idea because people really disagree. You need it to be all different shapes and sizes. You want to have like privacy and then you also want to have like not, you really want to have all the whole thing and you want them to all be interoperable. Because uh, Monero has disadvantages with the, you know, like the brand and like with getting liquidity on exchanges with by by actually caring about the real use case of privacy, you actually have some disadvantages. So it would be nice to have the sidechain idea lets you just have Monero when you want it, ring signatures when you want it, bulletproofs, whatever, when you want those. And then you can also have something else something that looks the UTXO, transparent UTXO. Yeah, yeah. also.
2: Yeah, I mean, this the, it sounds like a great idea to me, just like confidential transactions also sounded like a great idea and some of these other things you're talking about, but they just never get implemented. Right. Um, like we're saying, you know, I think it's its the number go up blinders and people are more concerned about that than anything else. And it's like, don't touch it. let it, Leave it be. It's going up in value. It's digital gold. In fact, it's that's one of the qualities of it, that it never changes. But is there something... There's something else that's maybe going on? Like, um, is it is it basically
0: controlled by a group of people that are determining this? Like, is there something? I think it's more of like a USSR thing than it is. Well, I mean, it's like a post Stalin USSR thing than a, like, it's not really a dictatorship, but instead, no one takes responsibility for doing the right thing. So instead, it just kind of is a bureaucracy. It's a, it's a Kafka thing instead. where a lot of the the more senior people made a lot of money in Bitcoin and then they they either retired literally or de facto, like they're just whatever, traveling the world. And uh, the new people are afraid to either contradict them or one-up them because they kind of have a relative to where they were before, which was they were total nobodies. Now they're Bitcoin core developers. And so now that's prestigious Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so they don't want to like do anything that, uh, which is, which will be the mistake of course, because.
2: That's interesting. I, I wasn't really thinking of it in terms of, uh, like bureaucracy, but I've been thinking, you know, is it, is it like Blockstream that's controlling it and they haven't, an have
0: the, you know, they have very little formal control and then they're always quick to jump on that. And then they always, they always follow that truth up with a total, a complete lie which is they insinuate that they have no soft control either, which is completely and totally false. They have an enormous amount of chilling effect, like a little comment or a negative email or something uh, is a veto. And uh, the fact that they don't admit that, and that they they don't admit that it is not only bad for Bitcoin, but uh, bad for them also, and, and just bad for everyone, and the fact that they don't fix that is a great moral failure of the whole Bitcoin community. Mostly them though, that they should really just admit that they, <laughs> they, or they should just uh, they you know they have several options. Uh, but but what they currently do is not you know is uh, they they say we don't really control that much, which is true. Uh, there's another company, Chaincode Labs, that that controls the the uh, sort of more, but they don't uh, have the But I wouldn't think of it in these terms. I would say it's the reason why uh, many people do believe that their their number one job is not to break Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So when that's your point of view, like let's say you're running a restaurant. And like maybe you changed the menu like every three years in the past. And maybe you had a fresh coat of paint every five years in the past. But now it's your job not to break the restaurant. So now you just kind of look the other way on anything new. You're never going to do any like bold new thing that the actual owner would do. The people in charge, you know, now of, of like merging pull requests and stuff, they do not have a lot of upside if something goes really well. So like someone, Jeremy Rubin can invent a 119. If it's merged, he gets a lot of upside, but, uh. The people who merge it do not get the upside.
2: It seems like a story as old as time is tech. It is. It is. Exactly. Is. And in, in technology, especially the technology space with competing technologies, you have something that comes along, it does very well, becomes a behemoth, and then it's just not mm-hmm. able to pivot
0: anymore. And then. Yeah, have you read The Innovator's Dilemma, a famous book on this? Topic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly that. It's like the graph of the hard drives or something, you know? Like they get better and better at making. Big, hard, but no one wants that anymore because something some other thing in the market will change. so for now, the space has moved so quickly that uh even though it has been like whatever fifteen years or so, it's a long time, but it's moved so quickly that uh, there it's still i i think people only just recently have started to really get restless for like a for like second guessing the whole is bitcoin a I think the other thing is it's very hard to understand Bitcoin. For some reason, it seems like hard drives or something is easier to understand, or even like reusable rockets or something. Like the core ideas are easier to understand than just like how much hard drive space, the cost. Mm -hmm. This is like, it's like so indirect where you want, it's about freedom of speech. And so I think this is harder for people to understand why an idea is good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, I mean, you're,
0: you're running around,
2: you're, you're, you're sounding the alarms on this. Yeah. I think it's going to, it's going to lead to a change. You think you you get it to the point where people are like, all right, let's do it. Let's add, let's add drive chains. I mean, I think uh,
0: my short term goal is just to try to, you know, you have to break up the stigma a little bit whenever you do something like this, where, you know, most people don't agree. Like if I go. On twitter and you know with my all my bitcoin friends and audience and whenever and i say whatever bitcoin is doing the wrong thing you know that most people will not agree with that they only want to hear about how everything's going great so you just have to get a couple people to say it and then you can get more more people to say it and then there will be more people who are they're in some kind of position where they deserve, they're deserve low on the totem pole, but they deserve to rise. And they need those people need objectively, those people need like a mission and a cost. They need something to, uh, to show their high merits, you know? And people such as, you know, yourself, or like someone who's like more on the fringe of Bitcoin, you know, getting on that and then altcoin land. Those people, so I think the short-term goal is to kind of just get the, get the ideas out there and just say, listen, you know, I'm not going to go along with this thinking ship. And uh, we need to care about the user. Uh, so I think that you, get, you just get that out there at first. And then I think we will try to put out, uh, we, we're working on the, the software all the time, but it is getting to a point where I think lots of people can use it, like the, the drive chain test software. So we have like a test Signet. I think that will do a lot of the talking also because many many projects in the space they don't they don't put anything out it's just vaporware or stuff is very hard to describe or stuff is debatable like in person but then when the actual software is there a lot of that becomes like a moot point because it's like here's here it is here's the software so i think those are the short-term goals and long-term i think like something like drive chain is inevitable actually i think uh, i just don't know if it will be like bitcoin adding it happily or begrudgingly or if something else will something else will take over the, the the space which will eventually happen if we if we neglect the needs of the end user enough it will eventually lead to the death of the project i think that's that is to me like i not only is it straightforward i think to me it is almost like the That's the thing we can be most certain of out of everything,
2: yeah. I mean, if it, you know the market is going to react, right? if it, If it's not doing what the market needs, they're going to go somewhere else. Um, it's let's again, a story as old as old as. It,
0: it. Uh, well, a lot of people have contempt for the user and so is they think they can get away with that because they say store value is used investing in it is you buy, buying and owning the stock is being a customer of whatever, which is not true. But, or it's true in a very misleading sense, but, um, but that will not, that will be really hard when there is something that like everyone, all like a billion people in India use every day. Uh, and then those people are not going to be listening when you, you, you go up to them and you say, oh, you should buy Bitcoin because it has a really high price and, and then they're like, do I, is they'll say, is it like thing that they use every day? Is it like, we don't, let's say it's Monero just for fun. And they say, Is it like Monero? And they're like, yes, it's yeah. The thing that people use every day that is that will be money to them, and they, everything else will not be money. It is it is a, they are mutually exclusive, so they're all locked in a battle royale. Uh, only one coin will emerge. I think I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident. The others may exist, but they'll exist in the friend like they'll exist in the same way that tokens on on BTC or on Ethereum will exist. They'll have a you know a market cap that is. One one hundred thousandth, or that is more like something for fun, Ithaca dollars or something.
2: So, so you you do think, yeah, it's going to be more of a one one coin to rule them all, one protocol I do, yeah. Them all. I and just that, think it's the we've seen. Then makes sense, right? Because you have this one protocol, and then you have the the drive chains coming off of it that are doing
0: all. You have things. all the different blockchains, all the different protocols, but with just one one coin, you know, twenty one million coins, but like as many blockchains as are needed of all shapes and sizes. I think the only, I think that it's, what we've had is the demand for blockchains of all shapes and sizes, including a privacy shape. That is what has led to the endurance of the altcoins. So that's, that's what people want is they want to customize the software, which is, and they want to continue to improve and develop the software, make that, make progress with the software. That's why altcoins, you know, have, have, Hung around for as long as they have, and why we have things with Solana, Aptos, these other things. So, so I think that demand is real, but I don't think, I just don't think people want to live in a world that has all these different altcoins. At the end of the day, you know, like it's not like you go to the supermarket and you take out banana coin and you buy some bananas, and then you take out tomato coin and you buy some tomatoes, right? And then, like, it just doesn't. People just don't like that; they find that annoying. That would be like speaking a different language. Yeah. Every time you want to buy, man, I just like to speak whatever, like Asian Creole or something.
2: Yeah, well, one protocol to rule them all certainly, yeah. certainly makes sense, especially when it comes to money, right? It makes sense yeah. more, than, more than almost anything else.
0: Maybe. The um, Fear of losing the investment. You see, why would you want you? You don't want to stick with a very, very small. If you're in like the lowest percentile of use, you would be afraid. You'd say this could go to zero, and no one would. Who would care? Because no right. one's using it. Right. Whereas if you say I'm holding the U.S. dollar. You would say oh it would go to zero and who would care And you'd be like wait a minute many 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 extremely important people and the entire u.s armed forces like lots of people would care like so then you think okay but if you're in a small one you think oh this goes to zero who who will shed a tear for me in my end feather coin or whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and to be clear
2: while you're one cool one coin to rule them all, you don't think that Bitcoin has has proven that it's 100 the the winner at this point. Like it, that's still up for
0: debate. Well, again, there's a big Given, contrast. It's a current situation. It's a night and day contrast between I say one coin to rule them all, but okay. uh, this is we sep- I separate completely the asset from the the technology stack. I think they have very little to do with each other. Uh, so it's really the UTXO set that Satoshi started. He, he had he achieved a minimum viable amount of usefulness as he disputed. So the technology is, got us to square one. And then from then on, it was just it was the Bitcoin UTXO set, which is like a binding social glue that hel- held everyone together mm-hmm. for a long era. And then uh, there's uh, this, you know, as an open source technology, it was supposed to be the case that if people wanted to use Bitcoin a different way, such as Vitalik with the turn complete scripts, they should have been able, should have been allowed and encouraged to do so. But instead, uh, there was no side chains back then, 2013, 2014, um, and so the 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 fact that Bitcoin, like Bitcoin right now, as It does very well as being the oldest coin. It is the one with the most key people. It's the U.S. dollar of crypto, you know, in terms of being just the biggest and therefore the most powerful network effect. Mm -hmm. The tech stack is what you cannot... um, The tech stack cannot... Uh, Yeah, right now in its current form, the tech stack will not be is not the winning form for Bitcoin because it just can't it can't be used by only a small number of people could use it at all, even on the Lightning Network. Right, Uh, and
2: and because of that, ultimately it can lose its lead as being it's the UTXO set can can also end up failing in terms of its social contract because at some point people will just leave leave the ship.
0: Yes and of course it can contain the wrong people so if you the wrong people buy uh they will drag it down uh the wrong people buy in so do you
2: do you see other are you currently considering other protocols as perhaps being able to compete with bitcoin for being
0: the one protocol or you're, you're not there well, yet you're still thinking anyway I, I i you know i was actually um I was hoping that as, a, as an impartial, like I was a small blocker, but I was hoping that what would happen would be that Bitcoin Cash would be a good competitor, and that would get BTC would sort of shape up a little bit. So it's kind of like if you have a someone who's lazy and you want them to compete, then they they have a rival. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe they take you. You know, like in this scenario, the user is like. A beautiful woman or something, and then there's only one guy on the island. But then the second guy will show up, and then the fight—you know—for you know, not maybe not each other, but they have to like—they're both doing pull-ups, they're both doing, doing push-ups, exactly ups. right, exactly. So, but yeah. instead, what happened was Bitcoin Cash, I think, was was not run very well. Uh, sorry, I mean, I've you know, I I'm, I'm just as you think you guys think I'm mean to. I mean to Bitcoin or BTC or I mean to Monero, I mean to everyone. I think Bitcoin Cash made so many mistakes that that would have that were foreseeable and that were uh, ongoing, and they just. Uh, but nonetheless, they are a competitor. They are they are another they're another person. But I think the so far it has been very weak, is what I'm trying to say, uh, and so I hope that. Someone arrives who can compete better. Um, so far, it's been very weak. You know, most of the stuff is just either complete scam, or it's something like uh, you know. Again, I hate to be so on you know so on the whatever you want to call it with this. Maybe I could try to be more indirect about it. But don't Don't hold you know, back. A sixteen Z owns like a huge chunk of that out of the gate, and this other st- stuff like that is like. Their goal, they, okay, think about their payoff matrix in their head. Like A16Z, they want to lock in like a 10X or 20X and then get out. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why Solana was the way it was. Now, d- now, it's something where it starts off, they don't care a lot about the long run full node cost. They want to just blast out a bunch of like parties, networking events, which is exactly what they did. Marketing stuff, you know. And this is great. And this is—I would even say that this, the scam phase, is almost like a necessary boot loading, like a kind of—it uh, is a kind of um, stepping stone. But yeah, you can't—you uh, can't necessarily trust people who launch an altcoin. But but Ricardo Spagni did a great job with Monero with the whole "don't we were this is the don't buy Monero." He's the opposite of the CEO. He's like, don't don't talk about the stock price, just. And just he kicked all these people out of the mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. which is why it at least is got some respect from me. I don't know what that's worth in the, lo- in the long run, in the grand scheme of things. But but I know a lot of people felt that way. A lot of the Bitcoin uncensored, you know, crew kind of all felt that way that they were like, this project is a, about the only one that is about something. <laughs> but Bitcoin Cash was about something too. But they, but I thought they were not very. They were about the large-blocker version of Bitcoin, and it would have been very good for the end user to have two people who are each each woke up every day, two like development teams or other leadership teams or just communities, whatever I call it. They would wake up every day worrying about, am I going to lose more people to the other? You know, you want two political parties that yeah fighting a Schumpeterian battle, this epic battle, like a like in uh, whatever the. Whatever. There's another word for it in the UK, also, but I don't. We have Joseph Schumpeter mm-hmm. in the US, so like this kind of like struggle over the the people's opinion that that would be great. But when instead it would you know, is that making some sense? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's created a, in a furnace, right? I mean, yeah. Do you think that we have like a great? I mean, like Ethereum is clearly the competitor to BTC, but Ethereum is very weird, also. Like, you know, it's kind of like. They're trying so many things. It's almost like it's not, it doesn't, it hasn't agreed to just nail itself down to like one idea. It's kind of just saying we're going to keep changing things until we (laughs) flip Bitcoin, I guess, is kind of like the overall philosophy, which I think, you know, there's some merit to that as a strategy, but, uh, I think it's just, well, Ethereum is also, has a very shady origin. People argue about to what extent does that matter? I think now it matters. As time goes on, it matters less and less. I think that's good. It used to matter a lot, an awful lot.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, how about how about Monero then. Where where do you put Monero? Do you see it as a potential competitor to to be a you know the global utility for for
0: digital cash? Uh, I do, but I think. The the one size fits all thing is tough for anything to work. The sidechain idea is the key idea for me because I'm I'm so interested in. The sidechain really supercharges the competition idea. So like a BIP 300 type idea, it says you can have everyone. You're you're even more afraid because you you run sub chain number six, the Monero privacy chain, but then next to you is. Some is the Zcash chain, and this is all just with BTC, and and the user can just move at the drop of a hat, and they don't lose any value. There's no exchange rate risk. So I want, I want more competition. I think, you know, Monero has this caring about privacy is a an important strength, and I would almost say that every instance where Monero suffers as a result, you could hold it up as saying like like exchanges and stuff, and like uh, you could say this is a real. We don't do what other people want us to do. We do what we want to do, take it or leave it. And that is, you know, that would be like, you know, that's. I think that's actually very attractive in the metaphor of the island. You know, is like everyone is, <laughs> people are simping basically, and the monero is just like this. And look, this is what you get. Okay, you know, just
2: doing pull-ups in the corner,
0: right? <laughs> um, the uh, so I th- the challenge. I mean. But definitely the dark dead markets is a sign of hope and also a canary in the coal mine for BTC. The fact that so many people drop that the, that use case and then Monero it clings onto it. The challenge is can you convert that? That's like a wedge. You've, you jumped in. And I think just the timing is difficult. Like being an old altcoin paradoxically is... This is where, you know, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I say such and such, and then on Tuesday, Thursday, I say something else. But it's like, uh, I think being an old altcoin is kind of tough because the Bitcoin is such a center of gravity in the past that now it kind of looks like there's a bunch of people who, like, own a bunch of Monero, and it's kind of like, I don't know, it'd be hard to... But you also use Monero, a, a tail emission, which kind of... Yeah, so it's, you know, it's you know, it, right? people care far too much about about that, but that I think that does. People would always be thinking like, "Well, someone's an arrow and just delete the tail emission, and then we will have to." Well,
2: no, I'm saying, I'm saying the tail emission, you know, plays into the well. There's always new coins coming out, right? So if you're showing up and being like, "I don't want to be part of this project where it's owned," but you know, there's a couple of guys that have old coins, yeah,
0: which it's just is like you miss do. the boat. Yeah, the idea of missing the boat, I think that's important. You you need. More than there's a, a well-known result in game theory and in political science about um, an an interest-based coalition usually is not enough. So, in other words, if everyone is in the coalition just because it happens to be better for them right now, that usually that usually doesn't even that usually fails to even form. Uh, and what do I mean by that? What am I talking about? Uh, you, the coalition needs like moral glue to hold itself together. So it needs to be based on things that are a large number of people can agree with and understand over a long shifting time horizon where you say something like, people get into the law, they care about fairness. They care about people being treated fair, like the late justice lady with the blindfold and the scales. And it's hard to... It's hard to get everyone to agree, you know, it'll become become like Hatfield versus McCoy very easily if you don't have like someone saying, this is what we all, all of us should do. Because it's hard enough. There's going to be criminals and defectors and and like, you know, like anarchists of the bad kind, violent anarchists. There'll be people who just, or just people who are low on the totem pole and they want to shake things up, like a communist subversive communists to like, yeah. Yeah. The, and just anything like the chaos climbers they're sometimes called ever since, uh, I think it was a no opinion wrote that post about the, about like Peter Baelish from Game of Thrones. The chaos is a ladder. God, I, I, I missed that. you have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, like that. some people, oh, they know oh, they're oh, not, oh, they oh, can't, oh. their only chance to make it, you know, his only chance to take down Iron Throne is if he causes like a lot of mayhem mm-hmm. indirectly. And then that, you know, that was, so you always have those people. So it's really hard to hold any coalition together. And this stuff, this, 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 crypto blockchain stuff, you have to form like a community and so it's difficult when you have people who feel like they'll never be able to join, they'll never, they, they'll feel like it's not fair. And I think people would feel that way for an old, for something like Monero, maybe you disagree they'll show up and they'll say, Monero it was so obscure for so How could I possibly have found out about it until now? I only heard about Bitcoin. And now I found out this thing, and now all the coins have been mined already. I would almost say that people need to either do UTXO fork of Bitcoin and swap the technology in or start over completely from scratch, knowing that you could say now, I think there'd be appetite for someone to say something like, um... I, our, our number one coin, Bitcoin, is uh is sort of failing us. So there's time for a new thing. Of course, when you launch that new thing, and people want to
2: yeah. I mean, you get the whole network of like that's that's yeah. like invalidating the concept of network effect. But
0: it's difficult. Um,
2: I, I I get what you're saying, but like I said, I think there's there's a few things to think about there, right? Like Monero does have a tail emission, which so all the coins haven't been mined, right? There's always new coins that are going to be emitted, which I understand that. But the, I think the other the other major point is uh, just its utility, right? So you're looking at it from the, or you're describing it from the mindset of an investment, right? People want to yes. be part of this thing that they join, where if they join early enough, it turns into more money, which is literally what Bitcoin is the only thing it's pitched at at this point, uh, which is becoming troubling because even if that is the case, uh, you can only 10x so many more times, right? Like, you know, you, when you're ran- asking... I did this
0: man on a blog post? Well, need, like, yeah, yeah. like,
2: why are new people going to enter for, for making a ton of money off of it? If it's only going to two X at some point, right. And we could, we arrive at that point. Um, I see. But, but with Monero or just digi- a digital cash, it's like people, it's, it's not even about what is the price? Is it going to be worth more tomorrow? It's, I need this thing to perform some function on the internet. And there's nothing yeah. else that allows me to do that but this tool. Uh, so I think, I think it, that will overcome this idea
0: of, oh wait, but it's an old thing that, like, well, you're right, you're, it's a mix. The weird thing, it is a mix. And it's very difficult to untangle. So like the QWERTY keyboard is not the optimal keyboard layout. It's, uh, it's kind of absurd, but because people got used to it, the network effects won over in that case. If you think network effects are the most, I think network effects are very important, as we've uh, yeah. as we mentioned. But they can't be totally important because if they were, if they were overwhelming, then the U.S. dollar would just eventually become the sure. currency of everything. Which you know that is slowly happening in the fiat world, but it's also the case that these fiat currencies are all you know slowly committing suicide, or or rapidly in some cases, committing suicide. So.
2: And, um, and the other the other point too is it's it takes time to you know it's not just network effect but it's also uh, people gaining trust in this utility for the function that it's proposed to perform. If if new X Y Z coin comes out tomorrow, newfangled technology, it's even more private than Monero. Yes, Monero has a network effect, and it's also proven itself it has to be uh, known
0: to have that property. It's yes, proven
2: very for those purposes, right?
0: So yeah, I think that's that's perfectly true. I mean, I think the 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 advice would be to focus completely on the end user experience and and d- try to dial it up as much as possible, even to the point of like you'd want all, you 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 just want a lot of um, the, the privacy use case is also is very big because there is a lot of. Uh, stuff that people would prefer to be hidden. And it's also differentiating because so few people will actually go for it. Mm -hmm. The main people who do go so few suppliers. Excuse me. Suppliers of crypto. I mean I'm talking about like Zcash where it's great technology, but their their organization is sort of weird. And so it um it is an ambiguous state.
2: So so back to the drive chains then. So like, yes. you know, knowing that these 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 altcoins have already blossomed, right? Because of Bitcoin stagnating and not evolving. Um, if drive chains happened, you know, five years ago, three years ago, maybe it would have stymied some of that development. But these these ships have already sailed and they're building their own network effects and they're building their own momentum. Yes. Does drive chains adding it to this point at Bitcoin is it potentially not as impactful as as what you may think or originally thought uh, well like again uh, all altcoins then then shift over, or
0: is there something think that they would, but it's about the user it's about the use the usage as you were saying just a moment ago, where you would now be able to use Bitcoin for the You'd have a Bitcoin XMR address or something, and if you wanted to send Bitcoin in that format, you would be able to. And then probably, as the you know the new darknet market, they would probably like first they'd have support for both XMR. We'd we'd start to it would start to drift back slowly. I think most of the a big reason why. People use altcoins is because of their genuine love of novelty and even of technology, so many of people are you have like a kind of a barbell where you have a lot of people the degen gambler people who are just flipping it, and they don't, they don't' they couldn't care what it does, you know like they couldn't care in fact, if it does nothing almost the better, like the NFT like you know what I mean like it's like the dumber it is, the better they want they want you know whatever they want it to be like sheeb, you know? But it's a gamble. It's just they're having fun and it is it is literally entertainment. It is literally gambling. It's not like a gamble the way most people use the word where they say it's like a ri- they say no, it's like literally they're going to the casino and having fun. Mm-hmm. So that you have that on one end of the barbell. On the other hand, you have just like, people just enjoy making things. They make they enjoy making software. Like I don't believe that you know, a lot of these these are like someone is tinkering around with the software. They think, why shouldn't this exist? They make it. Maybe they give themselves a bunch of coins. But, you know, I I think even that would not, those are like the ultra high turnover. Those are like the terrible coins. You pre-mine, you... Uh, the coins that actually make it into like the top 50, they have some kind of some kind of angle. They have some kind of novelty to them. And even something like NXT, which is ancient, and it had a 100% pre-mine. But it was like the first thing to do a 100% percent pre You know what I mean? Like it had, it had a genuine novel. So I think it's honestly represents human creativity to some extent. Not as much as I would like, because what I would prefer is that everyone compete in launching side chains. They don't have the baggage of a new coin and they can just write whatever software they want. So I think actually the creativity has been clamped down We have two huge forces that interact, open source software allowing enormous creativity, and then we have the network effects of money and the fact that most altcoins are scams, that baggage is the network effects of suppressing the creativity, the network effects is in some sense a prison for someone who has a good idea, Mm -hmm. but they have no way of getting it. Like if you have, what would you do if you had a great idea for improving Monero, but for some reason it's just not happening, like you just can't convince Right whatever the right four or five people. Well now the network effects has screwed the world. You know, it has it makes it worse for the world because it can we can't um, we can't get that idea into the world now.
1: Do you love coffee and Monero as much as we do? Consider making gratuitous dot org your daily cup. Pay with Monero for premium fresh beans. And if you like what you taste, send a digital cash tip directly to the Guatemalan farmers that made it possible. Proceeds help us grow this channel, Gratuitous, and Monero.
2: Come build drive chains for Monero, man.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I'd like to emphasize to anyone who's interested in this topic of, because I get pitched on this a lot, they say, "Take, take your drive chain thing. Almost all of the actual computation, like the actual engineering work in the, the user experience and the, the hard stuff, that happens on the L2. Mm-hmm. Necessarily,
1: The interface is to up. make
0: it on Bitcoin, the L1 part is very simple. So it's basically an integer that counts to 13,000. It's a little bit more than that. But this, the, the L1 part is simple, and the L2 is the one that watches all these messages and interprets them. So anyone who adds BIP-300 to their L1, they should be able to just copy and paste our entire suite of sidechains that we have made and use them on. So if anyone adds BIP-300 to Monero, which is the easy part, I'm saying, I wanna stress this is like less than 1% of the total amount of software engineering that me and Layer 2 Labs has done. If you add BIP-300 to Monero, you can then copy and paste the sidechain. You can use, we made a fork of Zcash. We made a fork of Ethereum. Uh, that It's just Ethereum just with the L1 coin. So- yeah, but adding, adding the BIP to,
2: to Monero, right? there. I mean, Monero is a completely different chain than, than Bitcoin, right?
0: Yes, but I, 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 there are some smart people that I've known that were associated with Monero. I, they could read and understand the BIP, which is the actual BIP part is... Not that part. Not that hard. Not that hard. Uh, all this conversation about Bit300 is about these indirect effects, which mm-hmm. is all just a bunch of either concern trolling or sour grapes or some other kind of nonsense. So, take it from me. That's all just uh, it's it's just anything that counts to thirteen thousand. And the the way it works is by offering miners fees on these chains. They say, listen, you're gonna get eventually this one or more of these side chains is gonna be generating fees, and that's why you should support the withdrawal system. And that's just in a a nutshell, that's the, that's the idea. Yeah. So it, um, what it's the, the L one part is easy to code. I think, um, yeah, I don't
2: know. Uh, that might've even been proposed at some point in Monero. I don't, I mean, there's other, there's like other layer two ideas that have been proposed and you have, uh, I mean, there's merge mining that's taking place with Monero, um, or will take Tari is being designed to merge mine with Monero. Uh, DarkFi is announced that they'll they'll be merge mining with Monero, uh, but just because something merge mines with it doesn't mean it's connected to it in a drivetrain like way, right? I mean, those are two separate concepts, right?
0: They are. Um, the uh, they actually split them into two Bips because I thought it would make it easier for people to understand. I'm not sure if I succeeded in that or not. But Bips 301 is about an, a refinement to merge mining. And BIF300 is the deposits and withdrawals. And these are two completely different things that unfortunately people get confused an awful lot. But merge mining was invented by Satoshi in 2010, and it has been in continuous use on Bitcoin ever since. Namecoin was the first, was Namecoin merged? Namecoin, Namecoin is the, was the first merge mined coin and the first altcoin also. Yes. So, um, invented by Satoshi, Satoshi, the, the altcoiner. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, merge mining just means that two. When you find a block of one, you find a block of more. You know, mm-hmm. one or more other chains. That's very easy to do. In fact, it cannot even be stopped. It's a very counter one counterintuitive property of merge mining is that it's the new coin that the miners point to, and they they make the new block in a way that part of that block is a valid. So there's nothing that you can even do to stop merge mining. It's a fascinating, the fact that this, it's kind of an amazing piece of technology. And the fact that it's even possible is fascinating. And the fact that it is not only possible, but unpreventable is also kind of just one of the great whimsical kind of concepts of, of Bitcoin, because it's kind of like you, you have a train and you clip on more freight train you clip on more coal and the train speeds up or something it's like it's bizarre mm-hmm. the miners don't do any additional work and they get all the fees on all the chains Yeah, that already exists I have an refinement of it blind merge mining that basically makes it so the miners don't need to be the ones who run the software someone a middleman can run the software and just they bid people bid over one transaction that uh that is the block and so it's the entire sum of the transaction fees in the block just becomes one one single l1 uh, transaction and that actually includes takes care of all this mev stuff also because the middleman would just do all of that and you have competition so it will the miners will never get cut out yes just 301 is a completely separate thing the deposits and withdrawals are BIP 300 Right. Victoria uh, 1 is not even that. I don't even think it's that important because I don't even think any of these. I, there's a lot of, you know, the, tech, the Bitcoin technical community believes a lot of entrenched myths that are not true. And this causes them to, uh, like, you know, like uh, people's view on ordinals uh, and like uh, Luke's mining pool and stuff. This unfortunately leads to a lot of malinvestment and a lot of wasted time concentration, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, the the, mer- uh, the merge mining I think is is fantastic. Like I'd love to see more of that on Monero, making Monero more profitable to mine. I mean, that's that's one of the, the you know per, quote unquote problems in Monero, right? Like it's it's not all that profitable to to go mine. I mean, if you can merge mine with a bunch of other projects where there's no skin off your back for doing it, it's like it's a no brainer, right? I mean, right. So. So well, why so then back to that question. So why you know why didn't like Bitcoin Cash adopt
0: uh drive chain? I don't know. I think they probably would if they um uh, certainly people suggest that I think uh, maybe I'm miss on un- maybe I'm not correctly understanding. To me it's very easy to just add drive chain to something I think. But I think a lot of people think that like the founder is the only one like only jeremy rubin could add ctv 119 to something like they that's they really think like that's the case even though all the time you get random 16 year old hacker person can just add x to y i don't know i think maybe people don't want to do it um i'm not sure about that i think with with the large blocker people i think they they really, it depends on what you think the problem is, you know, because if you think I have a problem, there's an infinite number of things you can do about that problem, right? So I think the Bitcoin cash people just thought these tech people are a bunch of obstructionists. And as soon as we get rid of them, we'll get more merchant adoption, we'll get more people. Raising the block size with a hard fork, they, they would say is really not a big deal. So we'll do, we can just do it again whenever we need to longest proof of work proof of work will decide even if it doesn't the spin-off coins just give everyone free money so it doesn't matter and i think that they, that's what they think the problem was they think the problem was having the obstructionists and sort of bad agents there mm-hmm. uh i think maybe if i were them if i were on the if i were in charge of bitcoin cash like it depends on what time period am i going to be put in like If I'm going to be put in in 2017, I would have made a lot of changes in the past. I would have said, instead of just stealth launching in August, we'll give people like six months worth of notice. We'll say, we are are hard forking into a new project. Here are the reasons why. Here's what we plan to do in the future. You know what I mean? Like you put out, you basically like you put out a resume, you're going to compete. You say, listen, I will split off from this person and this is what we're all about said it was a little disorganized. If I'm putting in charge of Bitcoin Cash today, then probably the first thing I would do would be add, drive, move all the Bitcoin Cash stuff to its own chain, Mm -hmm. move like downgrade or reshift, backwards shift the L1 to be BTC and then shrink the block size. I'd say you have the smaller block size on L1, larger block size on, on Bitcoin Cash, I would add all the sidechains that I think are great, whatever, Zcash, Monero, et cetera. I'd add them in, and I, but I would do that. But you see, that's just me, that's just my view of what the optimal configuration is. So, it doesn't really answer your question as to why they didn't do it. Yeah, well, or Litecoin,
2: right? I could see Litecoin doing it. They've added, or did they add Confidential? They added Confidential. Yeah,
0: they added a, yeah, a Mimblewimble extension block. Mimble extension block. They yeah, these weird things. I think, yeah, I think Litecoin uh, could do it. There is another more practical reason though, which is that I I never really, not until recently, like we had test software, but it was based on our old version, in version 16 and Bitcoin is now on version 25, 26. So uh, I never really had something that was very easy to merge even to BTC And even, so in Bitcoin Cash diverged from it. So it wasn't like they could just click. Like I had not, I have test software, Mm -hmm. but it. uh, I I never really like um, put out something that would be easy for people to just copy and paste. Uh, And this is, uh, this is interesting kind of like, why did I never do that? I think it was really because I kind of thought people have to understand the idea first, and then they can help me write the software. Or what I really thought was back when I wrote the post, I thought I'll just put out this idea in so English. Right. I'll say this is what should be done, and then someone who's more of a specialist in C plus plus or more of a specialist in the Bitcoin Core, they will do it. They will they will implement it in whatever way they think is best, and that's that'd be the better. That's to be the best of all the worlds. So I have this idea. This. This reasoning for why a counterintuitive idea will, is in fact the best L2. So I kind of never did that. Uh, and even today, what I have is not, uh, but very recent, very soon, I have something very special coming, which is the Core Untouched soft Fork CUSF. And this will make it very, very easy for any L1 to add BIP 300 because what it does is it adds it in a way. Where the underlying L1 software is not modified at all, so hmm. uh, the you run the 51% hash rate run a new program alongside latest version of Bitcoin Core, and uh, it's simply um, uh, it, that once that gets going, it should actually be easy to swap out Bitcoin Core for even like Monero full node, and then just kind of see what breaks and then tune it up and And then it would then it will be very easy for anyone to add. Oh. It should be very easy for anyone to add uh, I don't know I want to say very easy, but the it will certain things will change because you have to scan the whole block a second. but uh, other than that, it'll just be someone doing the work of taking the bit three out. It, it'll no longer be like right now it's like a a, a lock that's always morphing. And the key that's always morphing, they kind of like morph together all the time because Bitcoin Core is constantly changing and adding new, doing rebasing and all this other junk in there. And um, and so the it's hard for the Bit300 pull request in the Bitcoin Core to also be stable. But when I do this Core on Touch Soft Fork idea, it will it'll be independent now of the changes to the underlying L1 and also the the of hundred 300 part of that, that will also stop changing. It will be just the Bitcoin version of that. And so then it'll be possible for someone to build a Monero version of that, and then you should just be able to plug it all together and then it should work. So it, there's too many things changing. Is another network effect prison is the, the community of you know GitHub maintainers or something. You have to deal with whatever changes are made or not made. Anyway, would you, would you
2: ever be down to, you know, uh, talk with devs in the, in the Monero community about these comments? Oh yeah, of course. No, absolutely. I think that would be exciting. Or maybe maybe we could get you to attend a Monero conference and, uh, you know, talk in person with
0: people. Oh, well, maybe. I mean, I don't I know. know. I kind of got a lot on my plate. But I'm, I... sure you I'm sure you do.
2: And, and you're focused so I just I just want to get it out there because um I love the I love the direction this conversation has gone and all these things we spoke about and I think if people really want to get into the nitty-gritty with the tech there's tons of videos of you out there talking about drive chains so I didn't really focus on that but if you can just kind of summarize like what is the main argument against
0: like bitcoin core adding it like what other than like these do, no, they, uh, they have a, a, such a poor understanding of it that I think it's not... Uh, I have steel manned. There, there's the two that were that are, that are most popular, which is this miners can steal argument, and, the, and then there's this, like, it affects mining incentives. But th- those are, arguments are so bad that they almost shouldn't be the steel manned because they are actually... But uh, those are the popular ones. But was, your... on I thought different. it was like a, a node. I, I thought like Peter Todd was making a node Peter Tyler fails to draw the all important distinction between the L1 node cost and the cost of L1 plus L2. The it's desired that the people running the side chain, they want to run more software. So they want more. The problem is just that everyone doesn't want more. And if you just let anyone do anything, everyone is, the problem with Bitcoin SV, everyone must run the largest. Block size in effect mm-hmm. or um, Solana. Although from what I've heard, Solana has done a very good job of software engineering. And they, even though they have super large, super frequent blocks, they they brought the cost down. But the um, everyone must do the biggest thing. So I, see, I the whole sidechain idea is that everyone does the smallest thing and then people opt in to whatever, whatever else they want. That's mm-hmm. so kind of like everyone's going out to eat in, in at a restaurant bitcoin sv it's like whatever food the most you know whoever orders the most food everyone has to order that and everyone has to eat all of it and pay for it
2: i, I could tell you are very hungry by the way all your analogies involve <laughs> involve food <and> restaurants <laughs> i'm so sorry about that for okay,
0: so okay. everyone has to eat the most and then uh with the, something like when you have a very small block l1 but no side chains it's like everyone can only have the least Right. So if someone just orders soup and nothing else. Everyone has to have that and pay for that. And so Peter knows that uh, that with side chains you're allowed to go onto networks that have more expensive. You're allowed to order more food. You have the soup, but then you're allowed to order, mm-hmm. you know, fish and chips or whatever. Uh, and he so he but then he he mistakenly complains, even though he should know better. Uh, he complains and says, "Well, that's bad because." He, he basically his version of the argument is something like if most people are if that's the type of thing most people have for dinner then it's weird because he he draws it into the mining world he's he paradoxically he he believes multiple self-contradictory wrong things so even to men, him almost gives him too much credit as well but he thinks something like mining in order to be competitive miners will have to run the sidechain nodes Which means that each node is net giving more money to miners. And he, but he says that this has increased their costs, even though it increased their profits, if it increased their costs, they just do nothing. Yeah. They say like uh, the optimal miner will shift to one who does all these chains and the node will be very expensive to run. Like it'd be very expensive to run the Solana chain. He's totally, totally uninterested in the fact that BIP 301 means that the middleman could do that for you and then reduce the cost of that to zero. Uh, he's also uninterested in the fact that the actual software costs are microscopic percentage of miners total costs to the point where this whole, the whole conversation is inane, but he also, on top of that, he believes the falsehood that it's impossible to defer. He actually contradicts himself on this point as well, but he thinks it's a minor. In order to be a new miner, you have to run a node of the side chain. So it's upfront cost. That's not true, but it's also the case that you could defer to a pool that has existed for 30 years that just runs all the nodes. Uh, He says it's bad, but he wants to have it all different ways at once. You know, it's bad if they shirk the cost. It's bad if they have to pay the cost. It's bad if they don't have to pay the cost. So it's all just a bunch of nonsense. What it really means is that he just, um, he doesn't, he doesn't, hasn't looked into the idea. He hasn't spent any time looking into the idea. Just that Baltic honey badger. In September, he said no one's written code for this, even though the software had been out for the Zcash sidechain that we had made had been out for two and a half years at that point. So he never visited drivechain.info, he hmm. knows basically nothing about the idea. Before he went on to me re- to do the debate it, at TabConf, he tweeted out that he was like, Well, I don't really know how this works, so I'll have to ask Paul some questions live on stage okay. or something. Okay. So it's like, but that's that's like the number one uh, critic of the idea hasn't visited the website and has never doesn't even know that the software exists. So the whole thing is is become kind of a travesty of, you know, what should happen because then downstream from him, a lot of people assume that he knows what he's talking about, or which he doesn't at all. Well, maybe this maybe this pushes you into putting drive, oh, yeah. chains, on, drive chains on Monero and and. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I certainly love to talk. If people want to do it, I will yeah. like advise. I have kind of a lot that I'm doing, so yeah. Uh, yeah. My, you know, the whole point of inventing drive chain was to to make Bitcoin do yeah. be able to do all the altcoin things, so that we wouldn't need the altcoins. Right. So it was a little bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but that being the case, like I said, competition is good. So if if we had Monero out there doing really really well, that would be one of the things that would. Oh yeah stimulate BTC to say, why aren't we doing this? We could do this thing. And so. And and
2: drive drive chains would effectively solve, you know, you, you could interface with, with any anything else, right? So that would also kind of eliminate lightning as well, right? That would be the solution there as well, because now you would be using some side chain for quick, easy, fast transactions.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, I've written a post called Thunder that I where I compare Lightning to what it would be like if you just had large block sidechains, do three hundred sidechains. And I think that Lightning has enormous disadvantages that the large block sidechain doesn't have, especially because plenty of people are willing to run. the The node cost is really not even that high for the all the transactions in the world. It is high, but it is not. But it is like thousands, two thousand dollars a year or something for like a huge, or a, a blockchain has huge numbers of block, like a, um, one gigabyte blocks, you know, uh, which is, we're nowhere near needing that kind of, uh, there's nowhere near like that kind of capacity. So, and there's a, about a trillion transactions, 1.1 trillion transactions on earth last year. And it grows by, it doubles every five or six years. Hmm. So, if this were 10 cents worth of revenue, it'd be 100 100- $110 billion uh, in revenue for miners every year. And that number would double every five or six years because an absolutely huge amount of money, but even that, K okay, that is, we're talking for that kind of money, it, the node cost is like $2,000 a year. So that, and this in the bandwidth would be, it would be very difficult to hide. So the privacy would be challenging. When you have a Zcash, you have Monero side chain for that. You have all these, you know, people would move in when they want to like mix the coins or whatever you want to call it. For certain use cases, they would use a certain chain, but then for everyday payments, they would use the optimized, the chain that was just optimized for, um, you know what I'm trying to say, and optimized for just quick, easy usage or even optimized for some transparency. The idea, the key is that you have to, there, it has to be the program that allows people to convert Freely from the private coins of the non-private can't be like an exchange or something where would be, but as long as you have the convertibility, it they're really all of them. They're all private privacy coins that have just chosen temporarily to be in a revealed state, and then they could go back at any time. And that's already what every privacy every privacy coin. You could post screenshots of your of your wallet and say, "I have this much monero." You could always reveal. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you touched
2: on it before. Uh, Lightning not really living up to its potential as well. And now you're talking about sidechain yeah. potentially, uh, a, a large block, big block sidechain could potentially do the, the job of LN, yeah. but what LN is doing. Can you just, just give us more insight there into your thoughts about LN? Do you think LN think is going to fail or
0: it has become, uh, like a, a Frankenstein's monster type of a thing where it uh, a lot of people like look the other way and, um, they or just thought that it would be figured out later. It's funny. Lightning is very similar to what Ethereum in 2015 was like, where it was like, they had all these very serious problems that everyone was like, Vitalik has said he will fix it. That was the answer. You, you're always here. Uh, I just think, well, most people don't use it. They use custodial lightning, which is not lightning. These is just something else that has been labeled lightning. So that when, but when, when you get to a point where people don't even care about that, it's kind of like you isn't even worth it to explain to these people why they are wrong since they, they're not even at square one. They do not even realize they're not using lightning. They just think. What do you see as being the main, the main failings of lightning? I think a problem with lightning is that uh, you need a two of two multi-sig output on L1 just to join. Um, so you already need to broadcast a lot of stuff on L1 for every single person who joins. Now you could say maybe they join, but then they don't need to touch L1 ever again which is optimistic, but, uh, so that, um, but that drawback is big because you need to get everyone in, you know, everyone has to join at some point or, so the biggest scaling bottleneck is the most important one is the onboarding. It actually doesn't matter. We, you know, it would actually be kind of nice if it was a, um, it'd be good for the project, hypothetically, if you could somehow it was some kind of like roach motel where you, you can onboard everyone and then they can't transact, but they're onboard. but they're too late. They're on, they're already in the network or something, you know, <laughs> that would be kind of like better from an adoption point of view, because you got 8 billion people in somehow. I'm, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that that's possible. I'm just saying, I'm trying to draw a contrast on this dimension of like, um, like not being able to onboard. Well, that's, you know, it's like, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you like the play? <laughs> like, that was, yeah that so I mean, it's a critical critical flaw yeah. i mean is there any way to overcome it you think or- well, there are ways ironically it's bib 300 and ctv are the biggest ways of on- like onboarding people to lightning with fewer l1 bytes but they are the ones that are the most held up they're held up for years and years both of them were in like a quasi-published state since like 2018 and so i don't know um but i think um There is something else, which is that not only do you need L1 bytes, but also your recourse involves touching L1. Not so with BIP300. You have a, like a market-based recourse where you can sell the coins. You can say, I can't get these coins back to L1, but does anyone want to buy them? And you could sell them to people who would be able to get them to L1. And then you would think maybe they'd probably sell for like 98 cents on the dollar or something. And so the whole thing will probably still work out okay, uh, because you can combine them on L2, fuse them, and then have one guy bring like a hundred thousand coins back over. So it's a little more loose, and I just think that loose is good, because being tight, uh, the like the L, lightning is too obsessed with. Being able to give people their coins back on l one even if the c situation doesn't make sense so the the byte cost is not um the byte cost is a big issue. You can't make it down to l one so the the fact that lightning guarantees you get your coins back on l one that guarantee doesn't make sense if the if the if the payment is for for seven dollars or ten dollars and the fees are ten dollars, then it's useless mm-hmm. so that uh that that is the core Security model, but it, do, it does not survive in a high fee environment. So it, yes, these are useless. Uh, uh, do you
2: think there's also a potential issue with uh, securing the, the, main, the main chain? So, as, as people move over to LS, yes.
0: the fees cannot be too mismatched without causing either conflict or vertical integration. So, if the miners, like I was saying before, 110 billion a year in revenue for miners, if you get every transaction and they're all 10 cents. Which I think is, you know, it's napkin math, but I think that that's like, that's something, that's some number we can. So, it's, so in, and that's 110 billion last year, and then it'll be, will have doubled to 220 billion in five years, uh, based on the current trend of just how many transactions there are on earth. So, in a world where instead of going to miners, that's all goes to like LN supernode or the arc supernode or whatever you want to call it on L2, the miners are only getting small, less than 1% of that. The miners are going to say, well, we're going to write our own Lightning, start for our own Arc supernode. And When it's the miners doing it, the security model collapses completely. Uh, the, all these covenants will fall apart, including Lightning, will fall apart if your counterparty is 51% hash rate. So either they'll vertically integrate or there'll be some conflict because the miners will say... Listen, you guys get all this money. We are the ones we mine with the channel open and the channel closed and the justice transaction. So they'll say we're going to hold these hostage, or we're going to just, you know, we won't. You know, we'll start up our own thing. Either conflict or vertical integration. The vertical integration, both are terrible, in the same way. The vertical integration, like I said, the whole light, the whole model of the lightning network is that you have the justice transaction, you take it to L one. If someone cheats you. If the, you can censor the justice, fifty-one percent hash rate, can censor the justice transaction. So they, uh, at that point, the whole security model of lightning doesn't is non-existent, and all the coins are just given to the miners, which is ironic because that's where Bif three hundred starts. But then we add a bunch of safety guardrails on top on top of that to make it work, um, which you, you wouldn't have in lightning or Covenant. So I think the fact that the fees mismatch. If all the fees are paid on the L2 and none of it filters down to the miners, that makes it a huge disadvantage relative to a uh, drive chain where basically 100%, 99.99% of the, because people could bid. Mm-hmm. As long as there's two people bidding, as long as one of them prefers having a little bit of money to having nothing. It, it will basically be just be the you know the cost of doing the bid minus the whole value so it's like 9999 percent of the value will go automatically to the miners on L1 in return for doing absolutely nothing they just mine the L1 transactions that pay the highest fee they do exactly what they would normally would do so that is another big edge for my project so i think that my project is the best you know in in that dimension also i think you're absolutely 100% correct that the you have to think about the fee revenue is the fee revenue is important luckily before ordinals and before this new price run up i think many miners bitcoin miners were going you know on the verge of bankruptcy or in bankruptcy mm-hmm. they were going to you could look up you know marathon's uh, cash balance sheet you could see it was 300 million 200 million 90 million you could see it's like mm-hmm. but then uh you know people uh of course they the price is up now, so the ordinal stuff happened. The, you... but the, the ordinal stuff interfe- screwed up lightning technology, and it also screwed up the social fabric where all these people now they now, now hate each other instead right. of everyone working together to make the project a success, fighting over the fees. So I think that's a, a very important point.
2: What's, what's your overall take on order? Do you think they, they don't belong on Bitcoin or let the, let the I don't yeah. things play out the way they're... It's
0: not around? that more people don't take it for granted that the, whoever pays the most for the block space is the rightful owner. Right. So that is obvious to me. Mm-hmm. And if you don't allow them to get what they want via op return or something in a tidy, organized way, if you try to like, I think the whole—I don't even think there really should be standardness rules. Like, uh, it's, it's like if you are standing in people's way, they're gonna get what they want in some other way. You know what I mean? Like, when did that ever work? Where they say, "Well, you know, let let them eat cake" or something. Right. Especially in this you either do something about the people's problem. You know what? If a friend comes to you with a problem, you say, "Listen, I don't want." You could say you could try to say, listen, I don't want to get involved with that. But maybe all that happens is you just lost a friend, <laughs> you know, it's like people don't want, they're coming to you for, cause they want it. You can't be, you can't become part of the problem. Then they'll just say, well, I don't like that anymore. You know? So, uh, so the idea that we had this way opera turn and we had this other ways of people getting what they want, the fact that that is breaking down is also bad, um, in other ways, I think in a sane world, there would just be specialized sidechain that we have made called the bid asset sidechain, where you just people issue coins and they just write whatever, they have whatever they want. They have club, you, you and your golf league can make a coin and whatever and give it to your friends, Hall <laughs> coin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so there would just be that and that activity would just be over there. And there, the fact that it generates fees would be correctly interpreted as making a sale to the customer, like doing what the user wants so we would be happy about it and it would be giving revenue to miners. you would be using it. it. There wouldn't be this tug of war, you know, over like, is it a good thing? It would just be, yes, it is a good thing. And this is the part of this is why the strategy of trying to police what happens on the blockchain is dooms to failure and why it stimulates all the altcoins being created in the first place and why sidechains are a good idea. So it's all the same, it's the same topic really.
2: Yep, yep. Paul, uh, thank you so much, man, and uh, thanks for being a trooper. I know I know, I know you're hungry on the yeah, outside. I think
0: I soon. I mean,
2: like you hanging in. Uh, this is amazing. Really loved it. Uh, greatly appreciate all the work, all the contributions you've made to the space, and you all take it right, to be on the show. Thank you.
0: Hey, thank you. All right, man. Oh, uh, any anything you want to put out there? Any last words? Or I don't know. Go to DriveChain.info and actually re-run this test software if you want to comment and if you want to see how just it's an interesting social experiment. All these these people commenting on DriveChain—they clearly have no idea like how it works. Absurd myths about—they they have never run the software. They've never visited DriveChain.info. So, at least visit the site if you want to read the FAQ. If if a true star, we'll read the FAQ and then and comment
1: about if
2: it. If some higher level devs are really interested in in what what. Uh, we were discussing here and how you know possibly side chains uh drive chains could be implemented on Monero what's what's the best way to engage in those conversations with you
0: join the telegram dc insider t.me slash dc insiders it's a joke um, and uh, yeah, I just I'd hang out and, and discuss it there. And I'd wait, I would just wait probably till the end of January we finish this Core touch software. Kuno's, you know, software always takes longer than you would think, but I would wait for that. And then I, would, then I would get involved. Very cool, very cool. Paul, thank you so much, man. Okay, hey, thanks. Cheers. You well. Well. Bye.
1: Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We release new episodes every week. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube, Odyssey, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to monerotalk.live to subscribe for a full list of places where you can watch and listen. If you want to interact with us, guests, or other podcast listeners, you can follow us on Twitter. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps people find the show, and we are always happy to read them. So thanks so much, and we look forward to being back next week.